This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is Austin Real Estate Investing. Today, we have Alex Kaufman here, and Alex is going to tell us all about his experience with the Austin Real Estate Investing area. Hey, Alex, how are you? Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you're involved with Austin Real Estate Investing? Sure, man. Uh, great to be on here, Jordan. Uh, actually have uh, followed you you know, for quite a while on, on Facebook and such, and so it's oh, good cool. to be I mean, I guess this is the first time we actually met. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, uh, you know, had my partner, Matt Tepke on here recently. We own a real estate brokerage here in Austin um, area. We have about 55 agents currently. Uh, we have a construction company that does, you know, higher end uh, remodels here in the Austin area. Um, we've got an acquisitions company um, where we find off-market deals and either wholesale them out or we uh, keep them for us to purchase and flip or, you know, buy and hold ourselves. And then all along all of that, you know, um, we buy and hold uh, different asset classes of real estate here in the Austin area. Um, started out at single family, then moved up to some multifamily, and now we're looking to buy some uh, light industrial or even some storage units uh, here in the general Central Texas uh, area. Um, it'd be great if it if the numbers make sense for the Austin area, but we're really trying to maximize some cash flow there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually got a 14-unit mobile home park under contract in in South Austin right now. That's awesome, man. You know, you don't see a ton, but there are some mobile home parks around here. Um, so yeah, obviously you're involved with a lot of aspects of the real estate investing space. You know, clearly you you all were able to figure out how to invest and how to build businesses. So you could have figured out how to invest anywhere. Why invest in Austin? I think I know this. I see a lot of your content and what's going on with you guys, but I think our listeners want to know Hey, why should I invest in Austin? Sure. So uh, I think it just happened to be that we grew up here. Yeah. Um, Matt and I both grew up in, in Round Rock. And so, you know, been here all of our lives. Uh, I was actually born in, in Georgetown, grew up in, in Round Rock West. And um, so just been here for, for 26 years. And, you know, it's, it's really easy to, to find real estate you know, right at the spot where you live. And we just happen to be lucky to be here in Austin. Um, you know, honestly, Austin is really the only real estate market that I know. Uh, never really ventured out to experience other real estate markets. Um, but obviously Austin real estate market appreciation appreciates pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the deals that we buy here in the Austin area, um, they actually all, you know, either break even or, or cash flow now, um, or cash flow on purchase. You know, we're, we're very, very, very selective. And a lot of those come through buying them, you know, uh, off market, um, and getting them at a pretty discounted price and, you know, just finding the right deals. That's awesome. Um, 
you know, yeah, you, are you 26 right now? Did I read that right? Yep, I'm 26. That's awesome, man. To be doing what you're doing at 26 is really impressive. Um, what attracted you to real estate investing at such a young age? So clearly you got started younger than 26. Right. Um, you know, I think I've always been fascinated with, with real estate and owning real estate. And I have studied business and studied, you know, all different types of business for a long time. And uh, I always knew that wealth uh, was generated through real estate and that, you know, you could create wealth for yourself by investing in real estate. And so, you know, just having that in the, you know, in the back of my mind my entire life and then really uh, partnering up with Matt. Um, is what drove the the jump into real estate full time and and really putting all of my uh, capital into real estate. I mean, Matt was you know still is, but at that point in time was just obsessed with with real estate and and so as a byproduct, I became obsessed with with real estate as well. That's awesome. Um, what age were you when you did your first deal? I was either 22 or 23. That's super impressive, man. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the first single family home that that I bought with Matt. Did you all buy that to uh, just to rent out, or did you live in it for a while? Nope, um, I've actually never lived in a house that I've bought. Um, I still <laughs> rent out an apartment. I really like the. Uh, the old Grant Cardone model, uh, mm -hmm. rent where you live and, uh, you know, rent out what you do buy. And so we bought that as a rental. Um, and we actually had it rented, um, you know, right as we closed on it, we were able to get a tenant in there. I've never been inside the house. I've never, I've never seen it. Yeah, no, I haven't been in a lot of my rental houses and a lot of people think that's crazy, but you know, I've got the right team in place. Hey, my property manager goes in there. And my partner goes in there and our realtor goes in there. Why do I need to go in there? You know, right. I'm not going to add anything to this equation. I'm just yep. cluttering up the space. So I think that's really cool, man. You guys had, you had your strategy down. You don't need to go in this house. No, and that one, that one was a great deal. Um, and I think that actually kind of stressed me out at first, you know, to, to Matt, this was, you know, his umpteenth deal that he had done, but this is the first one and I had never seen it, didn't know the condition. Uh, and that stressed me out at first, but now I don't really think about it at all. Yeah, no, I mean, really what I've learned over the years of investing in real estate and, and working as a realtor and being in tons of deals is there's only so much that can go wrong. And if you can go in and identify those things quickly, that's really all you need to worry about. All of the other stuff is pretty small. So there's a couple things that I really worry about. The rest of it, I, I really don't. So I think that's cool, man. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like you've done a few deals. You've been around a lot of deals. Could you tell us something about a bad deal you've seen and how people could avoid that? Yeah, uh, this kind of goes back to that same concept that I was just talking about. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know necessarily if I could pinpoint a bad deal that I've, I've seen. Uh, if I'm not buying it, I kind of forget about it. Um, but the Aplex that Matt and I bought, um, this one was actually coming from a wholesale company. And they were about to, uh, this one's in New Braunfels. 
and so just south of Austin. And we were sitting in I-35 traffic. Um, we had just left viewing a triplex that we were buying, and that one's in Bartlett, Texas, a little bit north of Austin. And we were driving um, down I-35, stuck in Austin traffic. This was before uh, the pandemic. And, um, you know, we're bumper to bumper and we're on the phone with the wholesale company and they're about to do a walkthrough and have like 20 people go through and view the property. And we just said, Hey, we'll take it. You know, we didn't see it. We, we liked the numbers. We knew, we knew what it was, uh, priced at, what it was bringing in in rents, what it could do. And we just said, Hey, we'll buy it, you know, send the contract over. We'll, we'll docusign it. Uh, I'll wire the, the non-refundable earnest money to you right now. And, um, that actually turned out to be a good deal. However, there are bad aspects to it. Right. Um, you know, recently our property management company had contacted us and said that, you know, plumbing was messed up. The previous owner must've known about this. Uh, city's not taking responsibility. It looks like it's going to take about, you know, six to $10,000 to fix this. One of the units in the, in the eight plex, uh, was completely flooded with, uh, sewer. Oh, wow. And, uh, so we had to go in and re, you know, move that tenant out, make that right, replace everything in that unit. And so it was at that point in time where I, um, realized, uh, you know, how important it is to really do all the proper due diligence on the front end. Um, however, even if, and it actually turned out to be better, uh, the city actually did take responsibility. It was on their portion of the line. And so they had to fix that and handle that. Um, but, you know, uh, even if we had to come out of pocket with that $10,000 or whatever it may have been, um, the numbers overall would have worked out because we bought it at such a discount. However, um, that was something that kind of, you know, turned on that light bulb that was like, maybe, you know, you should do a few more inspections before putting a non-refundable earnest money down next time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm a big fan of you don't have to go in and just see every little thing. I invest not in Austin, too, and I can't go there every time when we're buying a house. So I invest in Louisville and Austin. Um, I don't need them to necessarily have me there every time, but I need the right people there looking at it. So um, sewer inspections is something I've learned a lot on with myself and clients, same thing. I have an apartment building for a long time. The sewer just kept backing up. It was an old cast iron pipe and it would back up into their bathtubs and stuff in the bottom floor units. And I've said, man, I should have scoped this thing before I bought this place because I could have gotten credits. We fixed it. So it's fine now. It was still a good deal. It wasn't a lot of money to fix, but we could have fixed it or we could have gotten the credits to fix it in the beginning. So yeah, you don't necessarily have to do everything yourself, but you want to make sure you do the right due diligence. Um, and that's a big lesson that I've learned too. So I think that's really important to tell people, Hey, you know, again, you don't have to do everything yourself, but make sure you're doing the right due diligence. And this process goes a lot easier and you can save a lot of money doing that too. Yeah, I agree completely. And then, you know, so we, we haven't really had too many bad deals per se. Uh, that was a bad experience with one of our deals and the property management company was freaking out and in turn was making me freak out, you know, when they're acting like, uh, 
you know, all, all hell's about to break loose. But, um, so we've never lost money on a deal. Uh, every single deal we buy, we make money on. I've never lost a penny in real estate. Um, but I do feel like I have missed out on a lot of good deals due to being so conservative and aggressive in our uh, purchase approach, mm-hmm. you know, especially now. I mean, like, Two years ago, we should have just locked everything up and bought it all. Now, looking at the Austin real estate market, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Though you know you, you do your best, but uh, I think you also make a good point there. You don't want to be overly conservative just to be conservative, but you want to make sure you've got the right information when you're looking at a deal. And if the deal works for your metrics, maybe pull the trigger. Yep, absolutely. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here, and I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. So, you know, Alex, I think there's a lot of new investors listening to this call. What's one thing you think new investors should know? We've already hit on a lot of them. But what's another piece of advice you think newer investors should know? Uh, I think you should know that you don't have to know it all. Um, and that's been my approach with a lot of stuff. And, you know, being partnered with with Matt, who's experienced in, in a lot of these things, has helped out tremendously. Um, but I think you just need to go for it. And I think you need to take that first step. And for those who... Uh, maybe haven't invested in a deal yet and have listened to every single one of your podcasts and listen to our podcasts and listen to all the bigger pockets podcasts and read all the books. Uh, there's only so much you can learn. And I think you just need to get out there and go do it and, uh, take that leap. Um, cause I mean, I've listened to all that stuff too. I've read all the books. I've read all the, you know, listened to all the podcasts, watched all the YouTube videos and I learned something new every single deal that I do. Um, and I learn something new every single day. And I think the most important thing is just to go out there and do it. Yeah, I think there's another piece, too, where you really don't feel it until you're actually doing the deals. You can read all this stuff and it doesn't really sink in until you're out there doing deals, too. You know, so you could get all the advice you're ever going to get and read every book you're ever going to read. And, and like you're saying, eventually you got to go out and do a deal. So you know, learn for a little bit, but at some point in time, take action. Then I'll I'll say something else to the new investors. So, you know, just go out there and do it, take action. Uh, But also um, maybe I'm just, uh, you know, kind of blinded due to only investing here in the Austin real estate market. But you hear a lot of, uh, when you are listening to these podcasts and you're hearing about cash flow. Uh, you know, we haven't experienced a tremendous amount of cash flow to where I'm, I'm living passively. But I think it's also uh, our, our investing strategy as well to where we try and get, you know, all the equity out of the properties um, so that we can go buy more real estate, therefore decreasing our cash flow substantially. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would try and not approach things with a uh, a fixed mindset of this is how it has to look and this is how it's going to look uh, because nothing has ever gone 100% according to plan. And you got to be able to just get out there and, and roll with the punches and adjust on, on the fly. So 
That's awesome advice. That actually leads me to my next question. What's your best advice for people looking to invest in the Austin area right now? So partially that, um, but also too, is that, you know, don't listen to all this. Uh, if you are here in Austin area, or if you're a realtor or if you're an investor and you're on all these Facebook groups, you hear everybody talking about how the inventory is so low and you can't find anything and there's 50 offers and actually our construction partner just uh, had a deal. Uh, one of her listings that sold like 240 over asking, I believe, or is under contract at 240 over asking. Whoa. And so don't get lost in all this, all this noise. Mm-hmm. Um, stay focused, uh, continue to attack your strategy. Um, we're finding deals left. <coughs> excuse me. We're finding deals left and right. Just put one under contract and round up today. Uh, put, two under contract last week. We've got some under contract in Taylor. These are all off market opportunities and um, just stick to your strategy. Don't get caught up in all the noise. And the most important thing is just to get out there and take action and not be on Facebook groups talking about how this market's so hot and you can't find anything. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that we only talk about the lack of supply and how crazy the demand is people forget to talk about the volume of homes that are moving. So there's actually quite a bit more homes selling this year than were last year. The demand's just so much higher. It's pushed the supply down so much. Right. Somebody says, oh, we don't have any inventory. It's so hard to find a deal. You know, look at the MLS in any day and there's a few houses listed. And Yeah, that's true. But more are being listed this year than were last year. They're just being sold so fast. It appears that there's nothing there. And like you said, there's off-market deals, there's wholesalers, there's all sorts of stuff out there. Yeah. The other piece of advice I would say is to, to be creative. Uh, this duplex I'm sitting in, um, Matt actually found this when he was, he walks his kids to school every day. And uh, he found that they, there was a for sale by owner sign out in the front yard, duplex, downtown Round Rock, right off of, uh, it's off of Anderson Avenue, which is a couple of streets off of uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. Right here, heart of central, central Round Rock. It's zoned MU2, so multi-use two. You can tear this thing down, build three stories up, have uh, mixed use here. So it's a great property, amazing location. And um, it's a duplex, and Matt found it. There's a for sale by owner sign in the yard. Uh, the guy had put it there the night before. Matt saw it at like, you know, seven in the morning and uh, called the guy called me. We met here like 30 minutes later with a contract in hand and locked it up uh, with owner financing. Um, we ended up closing differently than that, but, you know, be able to navigate through stuff like that. Like he wanted, um, I think 280 for it, uh, cash or, you know, whatever he wanted 280, which is still very cheap for a duplex and, and round rock, especially downtown round rock. And, um, it's not in the best condition. It's not the nicest duplex, but uh, we talked him all the way down to, I think, 265, um, somewhere in there with owner financing. And then we ended up just getting a hard money loan to take it down. Um, but, you know, be creative, right? Like if if the numbers don't work for you uh, at properties you're looking at here in Austin um, at at this way of doing it, can you buy with owner financing? Uh, can you find deals and buy them subject to, can you, you know, 
wholesale them? Can you do this? Can you go and partner with them, uh, partner on them with somebody? I think the most important thing is just being able to be flexible, be creative and have multiple, you know, weapons to be able to take down a deal. It doesn't have to look, you know, one certain way. And there's many ways to make the numbers work. You know, maybe it doesn't work as a single family rental and you're going to do uh, Airbnb. I know Austin is a little different, but here in Round Rock, you can do Airbnbs. Um, you know, so think about ways to approach deals that maybe aren't the norm or a little outside of the box. And generally, I mean, we've always been able to, to make the numbers work some way. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different ways you can buy real estate. And when people get real stuck on it, you know, I have to buy it this certain way and I have to do this certain thing with it. But yeah, like you said, there's different, even for rentals, you could do a short-term rental and Airbnb, you can do some sort of medium-term rental, 30 days at a time, maybe a corporate housing by owner. You can rent by the room, you can rent the whole house. There's lots of different ways to, to rent a house. You know, so if you find a three-bedroom, two-bath house, about five or six different ways that I can think of, you could rent it. That's so right. It's not just, hey, this is a long-term rental. I'm going to rent it out on your leases. There's so many ways. And lots of people do that same thing with, let's say, single-family housing here in Austin. It doesn't really work to rent them out on a year lease. A lot of people rent them out by the room and actually make good money doing that. That's right. So... Alex, what is your favorite business or mindset book? Because you've clearly built a good mindset around real estate and learned a lot in just a few years. What book would you recommend uh, people looking to get in your mindset? Um, I got a few, but uh, my favorite uh, business book in general is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that it's it's really important to learn how to navigate relationships, how to deal with people and, um, you know, how to how to build partnerships and friendships and and uh, build a good team around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my favorite business book. And then uh, mindset wise, I like to uh, I actually have I haven't read the whole thing, but it's uh, David Goggins can't hurt me. I listen to a lot of David Goggins and that a lot of the way that David Goggins talks is really kind of how I talk to myself, uh, internally, not in a bad way. It's just extreme accountability and no one's going to do anything for me. And I got to get out there and I got to work hard and not work everybody else. And I'm not a victim and nobody cares about my complaining. Uh, you just got to get out there and, and get things done. Yeah. Really good book. The audio book that he narrates is really good there too. Um, another one around ownership, extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick. Yep, um, Jocko. Another great book I like. I've got that one too. Uh, I really don't like reading about the uh, the war the war stories in there where he's relating it to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Jocko's mindset as well, and um, the business applications that he that he has in that book, and leading teams, and the badass that Jocko is. Yeah, no, really good stuff. So, Alex, how can people get a hold of you? Whether they're looking for, you know, wholesale services, real estate services, um, your construction company. I know you guys have a bunch of different stuff going on. What's the best way to reach you? So the best way to reach me or us, uh, I mean, you can call my cell phone, 512-517-1360. You can uh, email me at alex at treehomes.com. 
uh, check out our Facebook, Instagram, all of our social media, our YouTube channel, um, Typekey Real Estate. And uh, that's where you'll find a lot of our content being released. Awesome. Uh, one last thing here, probably most important question we got. What's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Um, so I, I heard uh, Matt's podcast when you were talking about this. And I have to say that my overall favorite restaurant in Austin, I, I doubt many people have heard of this place. It's called Julie's Noodles. And it's uh, in the middle of like a Asian shopping center. It's right by uh, Den Ho and uh, Tatsuya Ramen over off of like 183 and uh, Peyton Gin. But they have the best dim sum dumplings that I've ever tried. And I haven't tried many, but uh, I always go back to, to Julie's Noodles. And I think that that is my favorite place to eat in Austin. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes too here. Alex, thank you so much. It's been great having you on. Again, if you guys need anything from Alex, it's alex at trehomes.com. And then it's, uh, is it just www.trehomes.com? No, um, it's www.typerealestate.com. Okay. So yeah, guys, reach out to Alex. You can find him on pretty much every social media network. I know Facebook, he's definitely on there. Great place to reach him. Alex, thank you so much. Learned a lot. Um, really good to talk to you finally. Yeah, yeah, you too, Jordan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you.